Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Today, the headlines just won't do. Because the momentary will never satisfy the eternal. I desire a fresh word. I must have a fresh word, not a slogan, not a meme, not a repeated phrase borrowed and shared time and again, not a cliche. I need to know what thus saith the word of the Lord. A phrase came to me recently, and I walked with it for quite a while into the wee hours of this morning. The phrase is an unusual one. It's repeated twice in Scripture. It simply says, the Lord rebuke you. Now, I hasten to add that the you is not you and me, but the enemy of our soul. The Lord rebuke you. I look closely at the two passages in the Bible where that phrase is found. The books of Zechariah and Jude. Zechariah is found toward the end of the Old Testament. Jude found toward the end of the New Testament. The more I look at these passages, the greater comfort I receive. Comfort that God's got this, that God is in control, that God will make a way for us through this. My concern has been we focus on the unseen, but the wrong unseen. We focus on unseen fears and phobias. We focus on unseen threats. And we fail to focus on the true and the living God. So this week, we are focusing on the hand of God at work in restoring people's lives, trusting in the one who promised he would never leave us. The one who said, I will be with you even until the end of the world. The one who promises, yes, to pick up the pieces and start all over again with us. The late F.B. Meyer once said, I used to think that God's gifts were on shelves, one above the other, and that the taller we grew in Christian character, the more easily we could reach them. I now find that God's gifts are on shelves, one beneath the other, and that it's not a question of growing taller, but of stooping lower, that to receive what we need from God We don't climb higher up the ladder, but we move the ladder aside and we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. We don't reach higher. We stoop lower. We don't ascend to invade heaven. We descend to permit heaven to invade us. And it's in that vein of thought that God spoke to me. I want to give you several passages of scripture that the Lord led me through. First, at the close of the believer's armor in Ephesians 6, we read these words, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Greek word is kratos. It's the higher power. In other words, we have strength, but our strength will fail. We must be clothed with the power of his might, that my help, my strength comes from the Lord. And apart from him, I know I can do nothing. I must abide in him, abide in the vine and tap into that endless supply, not reaching higher, stooping lower. God is for you. 
And the you referenced in that phrase, the Lord rebuke you, is not you, but it's the enemy of your soul. The Lord is speaking to your enemy saying, the Lord rebuke you. And then from Ephesians, God led me to 2 Corinthians 10. Paul began that chapter by pointing to the meekness and humility of the Lord Jesus Christ. He then says, though we live in the flesh, we do not war in the flesh. Our weapons are not of the flesh, but through God, they are mighty to pull down every stronghold, every high thing that exalts itself against God. I I derive a couple of ideas from that passage. First, that our power, our strength is not in the flesh, not in our talents, our might, our abilities, our intellect. It's not in us. It's in and through the Lord. And then I see that humility then is the key. We stoop to gain the power of the Lord. Notice we're introducing the idea of the enemy here, that our battle is ongoing, that the enemy of our souls, Satan, which means adversary, wages a constant battle against us. How to fight, not by reaching higher, but by stooping lower and clothing ourselves in the power of God's might. And then from that passage of Scripture, I landed at the third passage, James 4 and 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. We've got enough resistors in the world. They're ready to fight the enemy at all times. What we need are more submitters. We need people who know how to humble themselves before God, to approach him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, to stoop lower, not to reach taller. It's a common and largely true sentiment that Jesus welcomes everyone except those full of themselves. Do you remember that the bride of Christ is compared to a dove? Solomon's song, oh my dove, you are in the clefts of the rocks, in the secret places of the stairs. Isaiah said, I would mourn as a dove. Ezekiel said, our escape is like doves to the rocks. There they shall mourn. While some would prefer to view themselves as a lion, fighting in the strength of their own might, in this time, in this day, in this season of restoration, we need to flee to the rocks, run to the Lord, flee to the rock of all ages, and watch what happens. The enemy will be rebuked and the enemy will flee from us. This is a story of humility, stooping lower. Once upon a time, there was a frog who lived in the north and wanted to go south for the winter as the swans did. Each year, that frog watched the swans fly south while he shivered in the snow and the cold. That frog got an idea. He went to the swans and asked to go with them. They said, you can't fly. I know, the frog said, but I have a wonderful idea. He brought a long stick to the swans, laid it at their feet, and he said, if both of you will take hold of either end of the stick in your mouths, I will hold to the center of the stick with my mouth, and that way I can fly with you south and escape this miserable cold winter. So two of his swan friends agreed to help, and it worked beautifully for miles. However, as they were flying low over the farmlands of North Carolina, A farmer looked up and saw the frog holding onto the stick with his mouth. He 
He said, look at that. That's amazing. I wonder whose idea that was. And the frog, quite proud of his incredible idea, opened his mouth to tell him. And that's when he realized again that he could not fly. Pride and self-righteousness are the most dangerous addresses for believers to live. We make ourselves the heroes of our own stories. We tell stories to make ourselves look good. We live in echo chambers that reflect our own goodness back to us. We are not better than anyone else. We just found the Lord, or better yet, He found us. And the grace that came to us, He stooped. We should be humbled. This is our story. This is our song that grace came down to our level when we couldn't reach him. A children's Bible called the Jesus Storybook Bible has a wonderful way of summarizing this story as Jesus tells his followers. This is how God will rescue the world, Jesus says. My life will break and God's broken world will mend. My heart will tear apart and your hearts will heal. Jesus says in this storybook Bible, I won't be with you long. You're going to be very sad, but God's helper will come and then you'll be filled up with the forever happiness that won't ever leave. So don't be afraid. You're my friends and I love you. That's where our strength is. That's where our hope is that heaven stooped to win us, to be with us, that God is for us and our strength is in him. In Zechariah, the enemy of our soul was attacking Joshua, the high priest. He had made some headway. Joshua was disheveled, his garments stained. But a voice comes from the throne of heaven saying, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. And likewise, near the end of the New Testament in the book of Jude, this half-brother of the Lord Jesus is retelling a story about how Satan tried to steal the body of Moses. But Michael, the captain of the Lord's angel armies, the most powerful angel in heaven, that angel, Jude says, did not insult the devil. Rather, he said, the Lord rebuke you. Because the rebuke didn't come from Michael, it came from the Lord. Michael's word had no power. Only the word of the Lord had power. Satan knew that. He still knows it today. He does not fear those who stand tall to rebuke him. He fears those who stoop low and say, the Lord rebukes you. We fell broken on that rock many years ago. And in our broken condition, God restored a dignity and destiny to each of us. And he pledges to fight for us. I love this story. Years ago, when an old Union Pacific train pulled by two large engines, was winding its way through the curves of steep mountain gorges. And it passed over the divide and was accelerating on the other side, gaining momentum with each passing minute. It came around a sharp curve and the engineer saw two children playing on the tracks before the train. He hit the horn, threw on the brakes, reversed the engine, but the momentum was too great. And the engineer shouted, Heaven, I think I have killed two children. Finally, the train was brought to a standstill and word swept back into the passenger cars. The train struck and killed two children. The engineers crew, some of the passengers, 
left the train, went forward on the track, stealing their hearts for the sight they were about to see. When they arrived at the sharp curve, they didn't see broken lives on the tracks. No, but off to the side, they began to hear a voice calling from the cleft of the rocks. They could hear the voice of an eight-year-old girl shouting at the top of her lungs to her six-year-old brother, hold to the rock, brother, hold to the rock. What that girl had done was so courageous. When she saw hurtling toward them that train, she snatched her little brother, threw him into a crevice of the rock wall beside the tracks, and she covered him with her own body and saved both of their lives. Need I remind you that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame on holy lean. On Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock, we stand. We have to stoop. We have to cling. We have to hold. The winner is not the one who stands tall and proud. The winner in this game of life is the one, though they may be broken, who learns how to stoop, how to cling to the rock, how to hold on until the storm is past. We are in a season of restoration, and the Lord is rebuking the devourer of our souls. What the enemy has taken from us, how the enemy is trying to destroy us, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you, enemy. You've got someone fighting for you today. Thank you for sharing a daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way. Until we meet again.